Quest Community Church, living life as friends with faith through knowing God, loving others, and making a difference. Ah, freedom, especially after what we just heard and uh, the, the brave folks around the world that are proclaiming the gospel. I love that video and the expression of freedom that is ours as Americans. I love the abandon of the wild horses running free. Reminds me of a vacation that Melissa and I took last summer in Oregon where we saw wild horses kicking up the dust. I love the sentiment that in America we can go where we want to go, say what we want to say, and be what we want to become. I love the ending of the video and the acknowledgement that true freedom is found only in relationship with Christ. This week, our nation turned its attention to the celebration of the Declaration of Independence from the tyranny of England. This morning, we will turn our attention on declaring our own Dependence Day, a dependence on a good and loving God who longs to be friends with us, to protect us and to bless us. So first, happy birthday, America. America is 236 years old this week. July 4th, 1776, the Founding Fathers issued the Declaration of Independence, which proclaimed their right to self-determination and the establishment of a cooperative union. In his 1830s books, uh, book, Democracy in America, French historian Alexis de Tocqueville referred to our democracy as the American experiment. He said, the distinctiveness of the American experiment had all of these things. It acknowledged that individual rights are derived from a creator. It was based on enduring principles compatible with the laws of nature and of nature's God. It recognized human imperfection and that a tendency to abuse power is ever present in the human heart. It restrained those in power through our Constitution, which carefully balanced power among different parts of government. And it left powers with the people, except when we, by our consent, delegated them to the government. I love this quote about America. The triumph of the American experience continually rages on. For generations, American innovation, passion, and freedom have inspired the world to greatness. The greatness of America has affected every corner of the world. While some call themselves enemies, we still reach out. No matter their color, their religion, or circumstance, we the people have made this land the greatest the world's ever seen. We've proven that together with God, no obstacle can stop us or even slow us down. These pictures from last year's Arab Spring remind us that cries for independence and self-determination are found all across the globe, even to this day, even this morning as we prayed. Freedom and self-determination seem to have been the cry of every human heart throughout history, and we are blessed to have such things in this nation. So what does it mean to be independent? I decided to uh, check out the dictionary and find this uh, Definition, it means to be not dependent. That was a revelation. Not subject to control by others. Not requiring or relying on something else. Not requiring or relying on others. Independent. Kind of reminded me, uh, not relying on others made me think of this cartoon about the last word cemetery men's department. This lady is walking by the cemetery and she sees these tombstones. Don't worry, I can handle two things at once. <clears throat> Let me show you the old school way to do it. Hey, it looks sturdy enough to me. Just things that guys may have said along the way. You see, independence has a downside to it. But yet it's so central to our human existence. From the time that we're born, we move from dependence to independence. 
We gain independence from our parents as we learn to walk by ourselves, eat by ourselves, think for ourselves. These are good things. I'm sure we can remember moments when we heard or when we said, I can do it by myself, Daddy. I can ride that bike by myself. I can cross the street alone. I can think for myself. I can choose my own destiny. Remember that feeling of freedom when you got your first set of wheels and mom and dad didn't have to haul you around anymore? Or how about the freedom you had when you moved away from home and you got your first place? Ah, freedom. You know, in so many ways, these are healthy and necessary steps to becoming an adult. And yet, this drive to do it on our own can be very destructive, especially when it comes to our relationship with God. We say to our Heavenly Father, I'm okay. I can take it from here. Got it. Don't need any help. Not sure you've ever done that. I've done that maybe on a few days at end in Y. There's an old Burt Reynolds movie entitled The End, in which he plays a character who decided to commit suicide by swimming out as far as he can until he's exhausted and then just goes under. But after going beneath the water, he looks up at the surface from the underside and he decides not to go through with it. As he breaks through the surface of the water and gasps for breath, he says, I want to live, I want to live. And then he begins to try to swim to shore, but it is a very long way off. And as he swims, he begins to talk to God. He promises to obey all ten of the commandments, but then he realizes he doesn't know what all of them are, so he promises to learn them. Then in his panic, he says, Lord, if you get me out of this, I'll give you 80% of everything I have. But time passes, and he's still going strong, and he begins to see the shoreline. And as he gets stronger and stronger, and he feels his strength holding out, he says, Lord, if you help me to get the shore alive, I will give you 10% of all my earnings. Finally, he struggles to the place where he sees he's going to be able to make land. And he says, well, Lord, let's just forget about what I said before. I think I can make it from here on my own. I uh, will always remember that because I think I saw it as a young Christian. I said, wow, that uh, rings true. You see why healthy adults need to obtain levels of independence. This I can make it on my own thinking is the root of sin, pride and rebellion against God. We rely on our strengths, experiences, and position to declare our freedom from God and from God's laws. And in so doing, we we often trade the freedom that he has for us for slavery. In Galatians 5, we read, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm, then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. You see, we are called to the greatest freedom men and women can know. And yet, often we willingly trade that for a yoke of slavery to self, to addiction, even to our own strengths. Instead of walking with God and following in His wisdom, we often choose to cling to idols which give us some sense of security or identity. You see, my strengths frequently lead me to become fill-dependent and independent of God. When I'm honest with myself, I find that far too often I cling to the idols of appearance or position or bank account or sex or comfort, what I eat, what I drink. Fill-dependent. And then I hear the piercing question, how's that working out for you? You see, sometimes I'm haunted by the words of one of my favorite artists, the late Keith Green. Some of you old-timers like me might remember him. In his song, Stained Glass, he sings, My colors grow so dim when I start to fall away from him. 
too often I take life in my own hands and I tell God I can make it from here on my own. And then I find I don't like Phil very much. I'm short with others. I'm focused on my rights, my comfort, my protection. Instead of reflecting the beautiful colors of Christ, my colors grow very, very dim. I trade my God-given freedom for the tyranny of the yoke of sin in my life. Does that ever happen to any of you? God says to me, Phil, I want to give you the very best, but you won't let me. As long as you maintain control of your life, you'll always be destined to get only what you can provide for your life, not what I really want to give you. My hands are tied as long as you declare independence from me. God wants to give me more. But as long as I'm in control, I get only what I can provide for my life, not what he really wants to give me. So what is it that we're called to do? In Romans 12:1, we read, Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your act of spiritual worship. To offer your bodies as living sacrifices, meaning offer, present, yield. The Greek word used here is peristeme, which literally means to set or stand alongside of. The verb is the aorist tense, indicating a once and for all decisive action. So what Paul's telling us here is to present our bodies to God as living sacrifices. That is, place our whole life at God's side, at his disposal, give our lives to him. This yielding of ourselves as living sacrifices is a once for all decisive presentation. You know, as we talk about this, I'm reminded of the words of the great Christian hymn, I Surrender All. All to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him in His presence daily live. I surrender all, I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. You know, at times, that hymn can represent living words of life to us, and sometimes it's downright terrifying. We fear that if we surrender, bad things are going to happen. We will lose control. We'll no longer have our idols to prop us up. And then what? You see, surrender and fear can be synonymous in our minds and in our hearts. Most people are deathly afraid to make a total commitment. See if you can relate to the woman in this video. beginning to understand this concept alive in my life. I'm so tired of living in sin, placing my securities in the things of this world. So many voices cloud my head, but they offer me no guidance. Surrender. There's a lot of sin in my life. 
guess there's no pretty way to say that my insides are dead. Like piles of black ash left after a hot flame. Trash does this. It clouds your life. It overflows when it's never taken out. It begins to have a stench, an awful smell of sin and deadness, like a wasteland. I need to uncover the life that's left in me. I need to empty the trash out of my life before it consumes me. Surrender. It's not only about sin. It's money, possessions, relationships, all the things I've become dependent upon. security in my life. I need to place my trust in something bigger than me. Surrender. I bet it looks like I know where I'm going, but every step I take, every moment, makes me feel like I'm getting further and further away. From what? What does that life look like? Look at all these people. Where are they going? They have sin in their lives, don't they? They have the same problems I have. Why do they look so happy? place again. I've been here before, but I'm still the same. These things can't hold me any longer, and I need to change. This time's different. She says, releasing my grip, giving someone else control, I have a difficult time even beginning to understand this concept in my life. Later, she says, I need security around that. I need a place to trust in something bigger than me. Can you relate to that? The video ends with Revelation 3.20. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. You see, God wants a relationship with you. Stop and think about that. The creator of the universe, the one who holds everything in order, the sovereign one, the mighty one, the holy one, wants a relationship with you, personally, with you. He is wildly in love with you, apart from your performance, apart from your appearance, despite your sinfulness. He's not looking for little religious soldiers that will fulfill a cause for him. He's looking for sons and daughters who so trust in his goodness and his love that they would say with reckless abandon, all that I am belongs to you, Lord. You see, surrender is not a dirty word. 
Total commitment is not reserved for spiritual superstars, for pastors or missionaries or those who are more spiritual than you or me. Chip Ingram says about total commitment, he says, Total commitment, surrender, is the channel through which God's best and biggest blessings flow. Surrender is the channel through which God's best and biggest blessings flow. So let's chew on that. The living God of all creation has a channel of blessings that He wants to flow to you, to your family, to your generations. By being totally committed to Him, by declaring God dependence, you open the channel for God's best and biggest blessings. Do you believe that? Let's see how Christ Himself described the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 13, verses 44 through 46, we see the parables of the hidden treasure and the pearl. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in the field, he said. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, went and sold all that he had and bought the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. This ancient case study is a story that Jesus told explaining what the kingdom of heaven is like. In it, he depicts a situation not all that uncommon in that day. You see, then in lieu of a 401k, people would take their treasure and they would hide it in the field for safekeeping. However, often they would die and their relatives didn't know that it was there or where it was buried. So it was not uncommon for someone to find the treasure of another buried in the field. In verse 44, Jesus explains that a man found a treasure of great value. He was delirious with joy, sold all of his possessions to buy the treasure. In the next verses, Jesus makes the same point about the story of the merchant and the great pearl. Here we see a picture of reckless sacrifice, wild abandonment of a man's treasure in order to do what? To get something of far greater value. Far from a picture of personal sacrifice, this is a picture of reevaluation and of great reward. Exciting great reward in the, in the kingdom. So what price may we pay for this surrender? What might we trade to gain the amazing treasure of the kingdom of heaven? Author Tom Patterson writes, There is a price to be paid for becoming Christ-centered. The fully surrendered life requires a denial of self. This is a high price. Since from birth we are self-centered people. Virtually all of our problems are rooted in self-centeredness. Problems in marriage. Problems between parents and children. Problems in industry. Problems between employers and employees. Problems between producers and consumers. Problems in government. Including between governments on the international stage. One might ask the self-centered world we live in. How's that working out for you, world? So church... Are we willing to give up our self-centeredness for the greater reward that God has for us? Chip Ingram writes, When I come to realize what God has done for me, who He is, and what He has prepared for me, I eagerly abandon anything and everything to obtain this rich, rewarding, eternal life He is offering. Surrender is logical and smart in light of who God is, in what he's done for us. In his book, The Knowledge of the Holy, A.W. Tozer writes this, The whole outlook of mankind might be changed if we could all believe that we dwell under a friendly sky and that the God of heaven, though exalted in power and majesty, 
is eager to be friends with us. The whole outlook of mankind might be changed if we knew that, if we realized that. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God has your best interest in mind? Again, my friend Chip Ingram continues, I find that most Christ followers don't really believe that God is good. We live as though a total commitment to God would be a crushing blow to our personal dreams and future happiness. Instead of believing that God has a treasure awaiting his children, that surrender who make a total commitment so that he can give them his very best and biggest blessings. You know, in Luke 11, we read about the how much more God. And worship team, if you can make your way up now, that would be good. The how much more God. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? You see, God longs to pour out His Holy Spirit on us. He longs for authentic followers to experience His power and presence in supernatural and mighty ways. God is calling you and He's calling me into a surrendered relationship with Him because He has the freedom to pour out His Spirit only on those who are fully His. In Psalm 84:11, we read one of my favorite verses. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. The word for Lord here is God's covenant name, Yahweh. Personal, all-powerful, self-existent. The word used for God is Adonai, the God of creation and provision. Imagine the all-wise, all-powerful self-existent, personal creator, sustainer of the universe, being a sun and a shield for you, offering unlimited resources and offering unlimited protection for you. He gives grace and glory. Unlike what you may have been led to believe or secretly fear in your heart, God wants far better for you than you could even imagine. He wants you to experience rich and deep relationships that might take healing and freedom to do that. He wants you in a job and a career that He especially designed for you to thrive in and find fulfillment in. He wants you to live in a community of believers where you actually experience the supernatural love and belonging you've always dreamed of. Remember, God wants the absolute best for you, and surrender is the channel through which God's best and biggest blessings flow. Stand with us, if you will, and sing this great truth from Scripture. Shout to the Lord, let us sing. Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. You may be seated. As we close, I want to uh, call the prayer ministers uh, up to the front. You know, uh, the founding fathers of our nation seem to understand that truth about God. Thomas Jefferson, the principal author of the Declaration of Independence, wrote these words. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the divine protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, our sacred honor. A firm reliance on God, a commitment to live in community, to pledge to each other our lives. I think the founding fathers were on to something. What would happen in your life if you actually began to believe that God was really for you? 
that he understood your deepest desires, your hidden fears? What if God's call to surrender your independence was more of a pathway to unspeakable joy and lavish blessing than it was a measure of your level of sacrifice? You see, the true freedom that you and I seek, that we've been given in Christ, only happens when we surrender. Those words are connected. Freedom and surrender. Remember, God's not looking for religious little soldiers that will fulfill a cause for Him. He's not going to make you into a solemn robot with no choice as the direction of your life. He's given you and He's given me the freedom to surrender. The freedom to follow or reject Christ. The freedom to be free of guilt and shame through His forgiveness or not. The freedom to live in abundant fullness of life or in true poverty of spirit. The freedom to hide God's words in our heart or ignore it. The freedom to develop a personal relationship with God or choose to go it alone. The freedom to spend eternity with God or without Him. God loves you. He is for you. He is the God of the how much more blessing. No good thing will He withhold from those who walk uprightly. Today, I would urge you to make a declaration of God dependence. If the Holy Spirit has been stirring your heart, I want you to make that declaration today. I urge you to come forward before you leave here. Spend a few minutes with one of the prayer ministers. Don't leave without making that declaration. If God is stirring you to move away from your self-reliance, from the idols that give you comfort and say, Lord, I want the best and biggest blessings that you have for me, for my family, for the generations of our family. If you're sick and tired of the slavery that comes from serving self, from leaning upon those idols, I urge you to declare a new direction, to declare surrender and God dependence and receive the greatest freedom that man has ever known, even greater than the freedom we have in this nation of ours. The freedom that Christ gives us. The freedom that He died for. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, just thank You uh, for electricity. Thank You for the protection You provided this week. I thank You for the freedom that You've given us. The freedom to walk away from idols. To walk away from ourselves even. And to be set free by Your Spirit. And Lord, today we declare dependence upon You. To quit leaning on our own strengths and yet to lean on Your goodness, to surrender to Your goodness. And so in the quiet of this room, I pray that You would speak to every heart. Show us the things that we have kept that have kept us from You. Give us the wisdom and the courage to set those things down today, even walking forward and just making a statement, just to set them down, just to lay them before You today, Lord. Father, You love us with a burning love, a desire for us to receive the very best and biggest blessings that You have for us. And I pray that that love might overwhelm us today. That it might take us, cause us to take action and say we trust You. We trust Your faithfulness. We trust Your goodness. We can't make it on our own. We are fully dependent on You, the living God. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If that's you, I want you to uh, get up out of your seat and just come up and find a prayer minister and Spend a few minutes in prayer. Don't worry about being the first. For the rest of you, you're dismissed. God bless you and God bless America. Thank you for listening. 
Join us at Quest as we walk with one another in friendship while discovering the reality and goodness of God together. For more information and service times, visit us online at go to quest.org.